It was all too much. This year was too much. The politics, the pandemics, everything. So it's kind of over for me. I like to declare it over. So I went into the wilderness and I meditated for like five, six hours straight to purify my body from all the bullshit that we had in the past year. And right after that, I recorded an episode to share with you the clarity of mind I had. So this episode about is about how our modern civilization sucks. This is auditory portals to Terra, and prepare your soul to be calm. Hey everybody, uh, I usually give some kind of an intro uh, in the beginning of the episode, so I guess my future self have done it, and you know what this one is about, but um, by the way, I'm recording this on my phone, I hope this is not too ASMR, if it is, you're welcome, but I, uh, I'm just going to basically tell you why I'm in the middle of the mountains, the hills, it's not a mountain, it's a, it's a fucking hill, and um, it's just my favorite spot in, in Hungary, and meditating, I'm just going to basically tell you this whole crazy story of the past one and a half year, and what led to this, no Bowie, no uh, voice effects, I basically, um, something that I've mentioned before and I will talk about more is that I have uh, OCD and BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, not uh, bipolar, some different, um, which I will talk about later. Uh, but um, but what I wanted to say is that um, whew, I feel I feel so chill so chill I'll tell you why um I've always been a panicked person I've always been a super anxious person ever since I don't know the age eight and um you know we all have fucked up shit happening in our childhood so there's always something to blame which I don't think is really helpful I mean for sure negative experiences as a child will affect you so on and so forth but um but dwelling back never helps, and uh, especially with my both of my conditions, they're genetics. So, so yeah, what is the saying that um, the genetic disorder is a is a loaded gun, um, but the events pull the trigger, something like that. I don't know. I don't know how much truth is to that, but um, but yeah. So for a while, I just, I just world on that and uh i mean i always thought i'm sort of weird i'm sort of uh crazy a bit i've always had problems in school with everybody with every from a child um i've always been the weird one like for so many different reasons with it which again i won't get into the detail of of the mental health stuff um but I never knew what what's quite wrong with me. I was I always like the like when I'm watching a movie, I was identified with the weirdest uh, villain or whatever. Or um, there was there was something there. But you know you don't know. You just you just like grow up saying I'm a I'm a quirky kid. I, I'm a weird kid. I don't know. Um, sometimes in my life I was even proud of it. Um, I was really proud of it. I thought that that's a uh, Fuck ants are infiltrating me. Um, I thought that's um, that that I'm different, that I'm better. It wasn't like I chose it or I was deliberately being weird, but um, but it wasn't. It was the only option because, like, imagine I go to school and all the kids they're headed at I don't know where, football or. I'm just talking about weird alien theories, and I I, I don't know. It, it was it was. There's always been something weird. Um, 
about me, which which I will, which later on, I mean, problems were different. I would call uh, with the OCD, I would call it my overthinking problem, and um, with um, with BPD, I would call it. I'm really sensitive, and sometimes I just, uh, I just turn into. I I called it another person, but it's not really another person. It was another mood. Um, it's a mood swing, but um, yeah. But it's I guess it's the way you you dissociate from because imagine the mood swing happens and you're not you don't have autonomy over your emotions. So you come back and you might have, you know, you might have said things to your closed ones that you regret. So. I guess the easiest way to dissociate from it is to say I've got two different people, which is which is what you hear a lot of EPD people say, but it's not like DID, you know, where you completely turn into another character. Again, I know who I, you know who you are. Anyways, I've been dealing with those two fucking big monsters for a long time and and here's a catch, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know, even know what these are. I didn't even know that I have them. Uh, now I do. But no wonder things always got worse in my life. Like as I went forward, um, I always became more productive, like in terms of school, work-wise and shit. Um, but things mental health-wise got worse. It was just like if I'm not busy on some project or something, if I'm not working my ass off, it's like I can't be happy. It's like I have to... I couldn't sit down and have a moment with myself and just I couldn't even be myself. I didn't want to know who the fuck is myself, which is again just PPD stuff. Again, I don't want to go get too deep into the the mental health part. I mean the OCD and BPT and what they exactly are. You can Google them. Um, but yet it's so fucking difficult to to have these conditions and to live with them and not know it. And you know, so so you one of the biggest things about my life was that how how everybody's different. And I never thought why like like of course my brain works on a different level on two fucking different criteria. Like imagine like one is well, I mean OCD is a, is an active frontal lobe or whatever you call it, like I don't know the scientific jargon of it. Um, don't have access to anything to to look it up, but guess the part of your brain that uh, sends you signals that you need to worry about something uh, is overactive in us. So so that never ends. So it's always just this cloud of anxiety. And and on, on the BPD side, it's way deeper. It's more like identity shit. Like it's kind of like you don't have an identity, and you look at yourself from a third person point of view, and therefore you constantly need another living soul to validate your identity shit, shit like that you know um but i didn't know because to be honest um if you meet me i'm just a normal person if um if you don't get too close to me, <laughs> if you're not somebody that i'm like really really close to you won't even notice uh you might notice for sure that i'm kind of weird but you you won't think that i have these serious uh, mental health disorders because I don't know if it's Hollywood is it the way they've been depicted as um, you know as fucking um, dramatic like I remember when I got diagnosed with BPD I was like I'm Johnny Depp from Secret Window I'm go am I gonna <laughs> like I turn into a into another person at night and go out and do whatnot. um no, that's not the case. Um, don't let Hollywood tell you what these are. But anyways, yeah, what I was saying is that life was getting more and more stressful. Um, and this stress and this, these these big questions about... And you might be listening to this and saying, hey, I, I relate. I have, I have also big questions and big mental health problems or maybe stress or anxiety. Um, I'm not exactly talking about the same case because this, like, this is one of the... 10 personality disorders i'm talking about but sure what i'm trying to talk about in this episode applies to everybody and every type of mental health and I, um i'm just saying this is a, this is in no way to be compared with anxiety or anything because with those you know you have a problem even with my ocd even that though that is really hard and sometimes you're convinced that the thing you're worrying about is legit oh fuck a spider that i know will bite okay Okay, 
popped off. These motherfuckers, I know I've been bitten by them. Um, yeah, so, sorry. Spider, spider interrupted. Where was I? Yeah, so what BPD is one of the 10 personality disorders. Those fuckers are so hard because you don't even know. You've never even spent a moment in your life think thinking or, or, or having basically a personality like the rest of us like like your whole world view on life is different so it's difficult it's difficult to find out and with a lot of cases if you're again if it's a genetic problem and you're in a family of you know in your family people have also had uh predispositions and tendencies towards them then yeah it's very fucking hard to find out like imagine you <laughs> your whole tribes like that you know looking like how can you know how can you know that this is um this is ab- abnormal so so you know and and again you, you keep thinking like your family is the normal and you go out and you just start judging everybody and everybody everybody else is abnormal everybody else is in my case with BPDs like everybody else is con- unkind and 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 cruel and uh <laughs> you end up isolating yourself which is what i did so anyway, long story short, this this whole shit gets accumulated, and and around like two thousand nineteen was it? When was it even? The last time we we entered this portal, <laughs> and and then now it just came out of the other end. Um, yeah, it was then where um where things started to get unbearable. It was then when uh, things started to get unbearable, and. Uh, and then on top of everything, like I was already on the edge in terms of the OCD, my brain was working 24-7 on things that don't matter. Like I wasn't resting for a second in my life. I wasn't enjoying anything. I couldn't watch a movie. I couldn't do anything. I was just like um, doing something, creating, doing some of this shit, making music, like anything. Um, obsessed with the idea of legacy. Um, and, and then again, at, on my, from the BPD point of view, I've never been worse because I've isolated myself from almost everybody, um, felt really righteous on my bullshit path and, uh, um, cut connections with a lot of friends, with a lot of friends, a lot of people, like, um, majority of my main friends, a lot of people. A lot of them, they cut the connection with me because I became unbearable. A lot of them, some of them were just um, unbearable themselves. Um, it just it just really brought out the worst of everybody when we, we were pushed into this pandemic. And um, yeah, so I went in like that. I went in already on the... On the verge of Ice Arkham Asylum. Uh, I went in and and I went mad. Like, I cannot describe to you. I cannot describe to you how fucking crazy it was. My whole, like my whole reality, like the way you look at life, your your whole reality is turned upside down for no reason. And it's not the virus or anything. It's, um, I mean, what hurt me the most was, was claustrophobia. Because um, again, now think about it. You've already cut connections. You're cutting your support group even further. All alone now you have OCD. Now you're thinking everybody, anything can kill you. Um, I was doing compulsions all day long. It was just compulsions. And um, so to the point of madness. And now the OCD started to spill to other stuff as well. So, you know, I, I believe if it gets bad for something, it gets bad for everything. Like if I let my mental brain checking get bad, uh, what if I got COVID or not, then I have to the part where I also have to rub my uh, fingers around the table also gets amplified uh, the part where um, I want to make sure if the TV straight, uh, like all of that. I was spending all my time just doing compulsions. Um, nauseated, then I threw up <laughs> and um, out of the panic attacks and uh, you get it. And, uh, and 
And then also suicidal feelings started to settle because of the, the BPD and the, it was awful. It was awful. It was the worst I could imagine. I mean, there are conditions that are worse. I don't want to say we're the, like, thank God. I think, okay, I don't want to, but I don't want to put them on the spotlight. But I guess, I don't know, DID, schizophrenia. So glad I don't have any of those. Um, but yeah, these, the combo of these two was fucked up. So, um, so one day I, um, I think I got COVID. I don't know. I don't know because the at the time where it was where early on, um, the test said that they did one, um, what do you call the antibody test, and they said it's negative. But they, the doctor himself told me, yeah, these this stuff don't work the way you described it. It sounds to me like you had COVID, but so what happened was that I just couldn't walk for for some days, and I was just like fatigued, and uh, I had diarrhea. I couldn't eat some stuff like that. Miles, like it was it was not not mild at all, but it was fine. But then suddenly, as I, because I didn't know, like, this could be COVID, but as I, like, call call a health center and I'm like, hey, what should I do? Where should I go? And they say, yeah, most likely you have COVID. You're young. Just stay at home. Okay, so as they say this, I, I suddenly, quote, unquote, couldn't breathe. <laughs> I was like, shit, the COVID is hitting the pneumonia. <laughs> Mind you, this is, like, fucking March or June, around the same time in, in around the same time last year. 20, 20, I guess so. What the fuck? I've lost, I've lost track. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, it was a near constant panic attack, but I thought I'm not, <laughs> I'm not breathing. And here's also the funny part about, about, uh, the country I'm in, which you know about. I just called the ambulance and it took 45 fucking minutes for them. More, more than an hour. I'm sorry, more than an hour and 10 minutes or some fucking shit like that to get here. While I called them, I said, I can't breathe. Um, first question they had. Um, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. Fuck it. If you want to know what's the first question they had to reach out. <laughs> I don't want to get political here, but... Um, yeah, so so anyways, after finally going to the hospital after a week and stuff, um, yeah, as they examined me and they said, nah, dude, you're fine. You don't have any pneumonia or anything. It just went away and, and the doctor was like, are you sure you don't have any mental health problems? And I was like, yeah, I'm anxious. I've, I've been having panic attacks since forever, but that's just because I had a fucked up childhood. <laughs> then the doctor was like, um, uh, it's like no, you gotta you gotta go. Um, it's like we recommend you look into it. It was around the same time that uh, a family member was also um, diagnosed with OCD. So I was like, that 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 really led led the way. So I'm really thankful to that family member sharing the story. Uh, I don't fucking know if other fam. There might be other ones that I've got gotten diagnosed or whatever. Nobody shared anything with me. Nobody, nobody, like if they were either in denial or didn't share. But nobody told us that this is the case, and I understand because like we didn't we didn't check back then, especially in Iran. Like you don't fucking check. They go with the just deal with it mentality. It'll be like, oh yeah, my. Um, my grandfather was also like that, like overthought, and and his grandfather. I was like, yeah, but but how about we break a cycle of fucking? They were were they happy, or were they all all fucking anxious, angry people, generation after generation? Um, yes, I I broke the cycle, and uh, it was tough. Like with OCD, I was it was like really obvious because i was saying you know it's so it's such an obvious thing you have all these quirks and you just read about it and i didn't really know what it is you know to be honest i was just like i'm not clean i'm not like this i'm not like that um i mean we uh, we know that this you know misconceptions right now about the, um, the cleansiness and most of my um because you know here's the thing let's get dark as a child i used to do all the compulsions and the, the physical tics and the <clears throat> Like the sounds and the the eye twitches and, but uh, I was physically punished for it in those fucking Iranian schools. Um. So 
I think I turned it inwards, and ever since then, most of my problems compulsion was was um was up here, uh, was mental, and um yeah, I, it was all like checking, and uh, to point of crazy, as if as if I can just like, as if I'm always waiting for for all checklist items to be checked. Um, and only then I can move on with my life or um, only then I can uh, be, basically. Like as if I don't have a right to existence. And now mix that with the OCD, with a little bit of the BPD. And then you start attaching your identity to, to, to your work and everything. One of the unhealthiest things I did before knowing what my conditions are is uh, is to make this podcast. So it all started with I've always had creative ideas and I always wanted to do a lot of things but um but I was waiting for the institution and the establishment to hire me or something. I don't know. I thought I thought there's a way. I mean uh, when I grew grew up it was like that was the plan, especially in our country. It was just like you had to, you had to get the approval of the of the establishment. We even have a ministry of of like, um, like I think SAG in, in America, like uh, like you need to be approved um, uh, to be a union. I, I don't know, you know the whole the whole deal. Um, but then came the era of podcasting and all and the internet and um, and uh and it's yeah it's it's way more accessible and crazy i don't i don't know i'm kind of happy i don't know who said this i forgot who said this but somebody said that i think it's charlie brooker uh, the guy who made the um, black mirror um he said that in in the in the world we're headed at um everybody will get to be get to be famous for five minutes i know what i like it i like it because i felt like um we went through this beatles um mania right and then I, I say there's something like the post Beatle mania. Like, like ever since the Beatle, we're we're looking for the next uh, god. You know, we're looking for who to praise next, who to what's the Michael Jackson, whatever. Who who's the hot shit? But uh, the Beatles survived it, but many others don't. All these hot shits. Um, Britney Spears, crazy fucking girl. She also has BPD. She also has BPD. Took it. They took a, They took a BPD kit. Pushed her. To, to madness so they can get a couple of cool songs another interesting bpd story um i don't i'm not sure if that guy had bpd but i'm kind of fucking like the way i saw in the documentary so i was i was watching this comedy store documentary and uh freddie prince uh you might know his son his son is an actor right now um you know him he was he was fred in scooby-doo i'm sure he's done more he, he was in 24 as well you know, we got, he, he looks like an old, older McCulkey Culkin. But his dad, um, like, I, here's what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of different, I'm all over the place. But um, here's what I don't like about the comedy store. I'm fucking Mitzi Shore. She deliberately found all these mentally ill people, um, found them all and pushed them. Just fucking push them. Freddie Prince was one of them. Uh, he, she, she took him there, and and you know when when you know he's in he's in that mindset, you start um, start fucking with their heads. So first you give them everything. You give them, uh, you let them go on stage and kill, and and you let them kill basically, which is what what they do did and what they could do. But um, and then you boost their ego, but then you bring in a competitor. And then you let the competitor kill. Oh, and now you're fucking with their head. And now you put those two competitors at each other's throat. This is how you breed great comics. Richard Pryor material. But to what cost? Yes, you can push people. I, I work with the Scientologist. Um, I did the fucking language school. I'll talk about that in another episode. But that's what they're good at. It's what every fucking cult does. Manipulate your emotions. 
strategically to push you to achieve things you can't do. That's how, like, fucking John Travolta flies a plane and J- Tom Cruise can jump off a fucking Burj Al Khalifa and do backflips. Why? Their fucking teeth and is pure because it's Scientology. I swear to fucking God, like, one of the practices is that they would, sh- they would like, you got to sit there and they would, like, try to put something in your head and you shouldn't blink. Like, they, they would try to hit you with their hand in your head, but they would get, like, really close to your nose, but they won't actually hit you. But, you know, that to, to, for you to overcome your reflexes, um, to not be a biological being. So it's got advantages to it, um, achieving stuff, but, uh, but you lose yourself. Um, and they pushed this. And I'm sure Freddie Prince had PPD too. Uh, and after a while, he got really dysfunctional. Um, I, I'm saying I think he had BPD because just watch the documentary. Certain things he said, like he would suicide threat a lot, but never actually do it. And everybody said that he would he would say, "Hey, I'm killing myself. You should come over." And you would just go there, and you'll see he's just now happy with a bunch of people. Um, this kind of reminds me of the BPD cry for attentions and and mood swings and shit. Yeah, anyways, but so, so this dude, young, fucking talented, he was, he was at the the head, I mean, you might not know him or heard of him now, but he was at top of the world at the point, like, he was the Hollywood kid, he, the famous, he was in TV shows, he was like, let me, let me give you an example, like, uh, fuck, who's the guy now, or girl, let's get, I thought of a girl, like, let's think, like, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, right, she, after she did this, like, Queen's Gambit, and now she's all over the place, she's hosting SNL, uh, and, uh, and there'll come a day when Anya Taylor-Joy won't be Anya Taylor-Joy, I'll, I'll assure you, in a couple of years, or think of, um, Jessica Alba, do you remember Jessica Alba? She was that, when, when Fantastic Four and that era, she was the Hollywood, right, uh, Tobey Maguire, right, where the fuck are they now? Exactly. So I think that's a, every celebrity will will reach that stage, and then uh, then if you have if some accepted and some if you have these kind of mental problems and you've been fucking your mind have has been meddled with, um, yeah, then you you do what Freddie Prince did, which is he 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 got a crossbow and he went to kill John Travolta because at the time John Travolta became famous and he felt like he's being overshadowed by John Travolta who wasn't even a comic like he was he didn't feel like like I'm going to go kill I don't know uh fucking uh Kinnison or somebody no he wanted to kill John Travolta I mean he didn't obviously unfortunately no ah <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, fortunately, he's still alive. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, but um, he went to kill. He went to kill him, and in the end, he killed himself. So, another story. The only person in the world that I know of um, who ha- who has a who has both of the conditions I have, both OCD and BPD. The combo. I think I believe the combo in itself is a new kind of fucking mental health problem but um it's brody stevens who was a comic lesser known um you might not know him you most likely don't know him um he wasn't i don't think he was funny he's dead aside i won't get he won't get i don't think it was funny to be honest um but he had a lot to say in terms of um he, he, he like okay so Brody is interesting when I watch his interviews and his podcast appearances and especially the one there was one when he was on on Tiger Belly uh, Bobby Lee's podcast a few months so spoilers he kills himself but uh, he killed himself in mid COVID again BPD OCD the same combo and uh, and if you watch him on the on the podcast he's like he's really crying for help like you can really see that. Um, that every little roast, friendly roast jokes, he takes it personally in a very intense way, and uh, it's crazy. Um, and then so in mid COVID, yeah, he just just decided to set himself free. Um, 
But that is something that uh, that we don't talk about. Um, that's something that we don't talk about um, when it comes to COVID. We were so busy, months and months of, of sanitizers, and you motherfuckers could handle it. But you don't understand that that broadcasting all that panic, that amount of whatever to people who are born with a fucking thing like I was. And there's many of us. It's not just like, you do the math. It's like, I don't know, mine is like each of the problems I have is like 1% of society is susceptible to it. With one of them, they're kind of thinking maybe two. How many of them are there is like, 10 of them, uh, just the personality disorders, and then ADHD and OCD. So if you take that into consideration, I can just come up with a number with my own fucking guts and say at least 20 fucking percent of society has some, or at least 15 percent of society has serious mental health problems. Um, that's not that's not a little number. It's 15 percent. So from out of every, I don't know, out of every 10 percent, people you know one and a half of them (laughs) so yeah it's like out of every 10 people you know one of them or two of them might have should have um some problem but most of them don't know here's the thing most of us don't know and with some of them uh you don't know and you're happy not to know like like have you ever heard anybody say "I'm, i'm battling narcissism no if you don't battle not, the other people around you have to battle your fucking narcissism. So there's some mental problems. So, I mean, in my case, it bothered me. But what if it didn't bother you? I have the theory that Trump has a combo of narcissism and OCD. Uh, that's the Riddler combo. The Riddler from Batman also has, has this combo of OCD and narcissism. And a guy would like that. Like, thank God I have the BPD to, to keep me humble. But imagine, like, OCD and narcissism. There is, it's very likely for you to never know there is a problem with you. The OCD is keeping you busy with your whatever compulsion, overworking, workaholism, and, and whatever. And, and your narcissism tells you that you're absolutely right. And therapy doesn't necessarily... Like, I've been to therapy for times... In my in my life, um, I just like went for three months, quit two months, quit. So it was like on and off. But but none of these talk therapists, these um, psychotherapists could could diagnose me because that's not because listen if, if if I go there for two months and I say I have a problem, they're like okay that makes sense, but they don't look into how I'm treating the problem, especially if you've had like. Stuff in your childhood and you go there and you're like, I have a problem. These happened in my childhood. And they're like, all right, that makes sense. Um, so it's very easy to miss these things. And as a, as a child or teenager, I went there and they told me, um, I'm hyperactive, uh, ADHD, hyperactivity. We should put him on pills. And uh, we didn't. My mom didn't, um, which I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they didn't. I've, I've had. I know people who who were on 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 a medication. Their lives were for something, and then like like that, the ADHD hyperactivity. That's what they diagnose every fucking kid with. But then later you find out, oh no, sorry, it was actually OCD. You were taking the wrong medication for for years, and and that can fuck you up in its own way. So I don't, you know, listen. Science is good, psychology, all that, amazing. They have the answer. But you also got to be smart enough to seek the answer. Blindly following uh, isn't isn't the case. I've seen people who go to therapy and get worse. So it's uh, I, like again, therapy is important. Like with, with a lot of things with OCD, I believe that psychotherapy cannot help because you're just talking with the problem. You should go to ERP exposure therapy. Um, uh, with BPD, you should definitely do psychotherapy, but at the same time, a lot of the work is on your own. You should have a support group. Without without support group, you can't fucking handle BPD. Um, so these are there is that, but um, but I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm I'm, I'm diverging a lot. So um, so yeah, 
I fucking finally went and got diagnosed, and it was one of the most difficult shit about it. It was that in in throughout this pandemic, when I started to realize I have these problems, I went to a lot of my friends, close friends sometimes, non close friends, uh, telling them, "Hey, I think I'm a hundred percent sure. Not I think I have this problem." Nobody will believe in me. And they thought they're being kind to me for, nah, I'm sure you don't. Just go check, nah, I'm sure you're just Googling yourself. I'm sure you're just da, 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 da. Now imagine, I just found out something fucking mind-blowing about yourself. And, and if you've been down that path, you know the feeling of like, you suddenly look at this Google page of, of DSM uh, diagnosis cr- criteria and, and you just freeze. You just fucking freeze. It's not like me going, oh, yeah, I have a little bit of fear of abandonment. Everybody. This is my fucking problem that every, that people are just like misdiagnosing themselves so much that, 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 that when somebody like you actually fucking know I have it, nobody would trust you. Everybody's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm sure, no, nah, I'm sure, blah, blah, blah. I felt so alone. Like I, I legit go to my friend and I'm like, I'm. Fucking in the middle of all this COVID, I, I wrote so many people. And, and again, I should expect people to be there for me. I'm like, listen, this this problem. I would just be happy if somebody could just fucking call me on, on Facebook Messenger for five minutes. There was a time that no one did. And and I'm listen, I'm fine with that. I'm not like nagging here because I'm this is what I've learned is that um is that uh, people are people, people are dicks, they don't need they don't need to help me with my condition. Um, although I need help, they don't need to. Um, thank God I have people around to who help me, and I have I have amazing people in my life, from my family to my close friends. But um, yeah, but at the, at the time, my community failed me. Um, and uh, and that's just something that um that that really really made me worse. Really made me worse that that. Right when I need, like for all these years of me being the fun jokester or whatever, and these these motherfuckers enjoying me, exactly the time where I'm in literal hell. Um, nobody was there, and but but he really helped me because in in that darkness, I first found out what true friendship is, uh, and it was what some people showed me. Uh, some people, or what they. The way they treated me um, showed me true kindness. Um, they happened to be the closest people in my life, so I'm happy. Um, but the general average friend I had, I just realized, oh, uh, first of all, I realized how much everybody else is also sick and they don't know about it. And how, how much this cruelty is not their fault. You know, like um, like people were also in a tough choice. So if I if I want them to understand the problems I went through and cut me cut me a slack, um, I should be able to do the same to them, right? I should be able to also um, understand that you know don't don't split people if you know what the term means it's a bpd terminology but it was split people we 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 throw them in the good zone and the bad zone and a lot of people went to the bad zone which is not right because um because i should understand that people make mistakes people can be dumb extremely dumb and i should live with all of that because i also have my flaws Extremely dumb isn't one of them, but <laughs> but I have my own shit. I can be annoying. I can be um, can be intrusive. I have my own shit. Um, but it's it's the respect it's the respect for each other's uh, problems and shortcomings and quirks that is uh is what matters. That's what's helping me deal with this. Um. But again, back to the point is that 
it was tough having finding these out and nobody knowing anything about them nobody knowing how to how do you treat somebody who has this problem like i'm sure if you see somebody has a wheelchair uh, is on a wheelchair uh, and is paralyzed you won't like throw them off a stair but that's kind of what some people did to me like with the like for example a friend of mine in the middle of this in the fact that I've told him, a very close friend, uh, a few days ago, hey, I'm feeling really bad. Can you just talk with me for five minutes? He was like, no. And I was like, all right. And then two days after that, he just bombards me with insults and criticisms about why I have been a piece of shit. Um, which doesn't make any sense, by the way. I don't want to give you the exact uh, example of what, what that person was talking about. But it makes no fucking sense like it's just again expecting too much of people everybody expecting too much of me which has been uh the problem i've had with a lot of my friends uh and then i i go to this very few and i'll become too much for them because i'm i'm so overbearing the burden of everybody that then i'll put all my burden on one person and so that's not healthy i'll stop bearing the burden of you and I'll accept it if people are, I'll accept the fact that people are just, there's a lot of bullshit. And, and I'll just navigate through the bullshit and I'll save my energy and kindness for people who actually deserve it. Because uh, spraying it around, um, you, should, you should be epic, give as much kindness as you can, but spraying it around for no reason is not helpful. Um, so anyway, I got diagnosed and... Uh, and then after that, I had an exam period and, and then this whole bureaucratic fucking get the vaccine kind of uh, uh, hustle of fuck because I don't have a social security number here because I'm, I'm an immigrant. I'm, a, I'm not a citizen, so I'm not included in the healthcare. And, and so there's this, this whole system uh, bureaucratic fuck up that took me such a while to uh, oh the answers, a fucking answer infiltrating shit. Let me just, oh, fucking ants, it's fine. I'm going to leave soon. All right. So, yeah, um, and all that. And I just reached to a place where I was, I was doing, like, Sam Harris has helped me. Okay, here's, here's what really helped. Sam Harris. Nothing helped as much as Sam Harris. Uh, guys, I'm going to interrupt myself. There's something funny happening here. I brought this, like, purple, like, rose-colored uh, blanket. And bees are going crazy here. Bees are constantly thinking that this is a this is a flower. <laughs> That's so cute. Anyways, but just get the fuck away from here. Alright, I'm gonna pause this and take care of a swarm of no. Shoot. Okay. Where was that? Yeah, Sam Harris. Sam Harris's app really helped me. Um meditation i've been doing it for four years since my first mental breakdown and first uh suicidal feelings um oh, oh. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna talk i'm gonna talk back sorry i got some b drama uh, yeah and uh so yeah uh it's been a year of all that of imagine you going in thinking you're a quote-unquote normal person coming out knowing you've been having two fucking huge uh, mental health problems and then getting diagnosed in the middle of the COVID and just just crazy. And I just want to say, if, if you know anyone who comes to you and says, hey, I might have this problem, just be there for them. It's not, um, it's not up to you to, to decide. You're not a doctor. It's not up to you to decide what, if they, what problem they have. Don't think if you just go like, nah, I'm sure you don't have it. That's going to help. Okay, because they're that thing regardless of what the diagnosis is. Like, I've been me. It's not like finding out these three words is going to change who I am. No, I just know about it now. So it's not like you get diagnosed with cancer or something. Even that is good because if you have to have it, you better know about it, you know, like so you can treat it. The sooner you know, the, the better. And so I don't know. I feel so much better. I mean, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm still it's been months, so hasn't even been a year. So I'm just still every day is weird for me. I'm like, 
huh, so that thing is this thing. So it's like, it's like everything I do now, I'm aware of. So I can, I can call it, I can stop it, I can control it, I can, I can, you know, be at, be at helm. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it's, I'm fucking happy. That's why I'm doing this. Super happy. I never felt so blessed. Uh, this might be the happiest moment of my life. Um, after 26 years, just knowing who I am, knowing why those things happened, and uh, knowing that there's a way out. It really helped me to know Pete Davidson uh, is one of my favorite comics uh, oh, oh, from SNL. Well, he also has a PPD, and um, it was comforting to know that, hey, Pete, he's really funny. He's a fun dude. And he's doing it, uh, so it was kind of like a testament to me that you don't you don't have to be boring like this. It doesn't have to always be suicide, and you can turn it around. And I'm sure Pete goes through a lot that we don't see, um, but just feeling less made me feel less alone. So I don't know. I I I like it when people share. I think people more people should share. I was I was afraid of sharing. It was just like, yeah, why why should you tell it to anybody? Why why would um why wouldn't you be afraid of losing job opportunities or something because um people are reluctant to take you. But I can be the diversity high. No, um but yeah, but fuck it. I mean as if we don't tell them what, what this is, uh and how how people should deal with it, then how can they learn really? How can they know? And I'm not blaming anybody really, because they didn't no, but I'm just saying, if somebody comes to you and says, I just found out that I'm sure I have this problem or most likely I have this problem, that's a big moment for them. That means their whole reality was turned upside down right now. You you don't know how it feels. I've been living 26 years. No moment can top that moment. I've had, I've been through moments, man. No moment can top the intensity of that revelation. So if if it happens to anybody, be there for them. Um, so anyway, I took a break. I came here. I came out to the. I'm done with the exam. I'm done with. I've so many shit. Um, I came here to reflect. In the middle of nowhere. In the beautiful nature, of the Harmash Hatarheit. Kind of like hills and 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 this like an airport where people do paragliding and shit. Um, like airport, and I mean like airport, airport. It's like a grass field, so it's only like uh, you know tailspin kind of balloons uh, playing from tailspin, that kind of shit. Um, no human to be seen. Uh, just me and the birds and the deer. Uh, I haven't seen deer this time, but uh, well, usually when I came here, I I saw a lot of deer. Never saw a stag. They were mostly baby, baby. What do you, what do you call them? What what was a baby deer? A bambi. Um, uh, they taste good though. No, sorry for any vegan or vegetarian listening. <laughs> I'm not about listen. I'm on a vegetarian diet right now for a few, <laughs> for a few days. Dude. Um, no, uh, deer tastes good. I should just stop. I should just... <laughs> deer tastes so fucking good. With blueberry. And these Hungarians do it with blueberry. And and, uh, uh, and what, what is it? Boar. There's always like boar and, and deer and all the things you can find in jungle with, with shrooms. I mean, mushrooms. <laughs> uh, not that kind of shrew. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I came here and I recorded this episode with complete clarity of mind looking back at those. It was more like therapy for me. I don't know what this episode was. Um, but um, 
But yeah, so I created this page, this auditory portals first as a podcast, and then I expanded it, expanded it. Now I'm gonna go, go do a YouTube. I'm gonna do my put my comedy there. I'm gonna then put my music there. Then I made another freaking channel, which I'm not gonna say here, but it's in my native language about mental health issues. Oh God! And at 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 the side, I'm doing shit. And I'm like, I'm learning a language. I'm going to university. Do like doing a master's degree. Like so many fucking shit. And keep in mind that you you cook if you want to save money. And uh, and and there's that. There's the groceries. There's a just like I have no time. So when I find a little bit of free time, the question is. Do you want to play the new Assassin's Creed? Do you want to watch a fucking Marvel series or something? Oh, Loki's out. Fuck, Loki's out. But I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to watch it this week. Anyways. Um, yeah, but I, don't do, I, don't, I haven't done any of those. Because as I sit down, my OCD would go, Hey, listen, we're, we're out of time. You're already 26. <laughs> I know, but in it, you know, as Pete Davis says, that's the oldest I've been. That's the oldest I've ever been. So yeah, so you start panicking, you start freaking out, and um, and I just go like frantically start to do things, and I never release them. I've had so many episodes of this podcast I haven't released. Um, there's my stand up, the stand up I enjoy because you just go there and you just do it on stage. But I'm gonna feel more and put them here. Um, I'm gonna do my music. Oh, that one's the most time consuming. I get so lost in, 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 uh, use this. I'm not gonna say which, <laughs> I'm not gonna say which, uh, DAW I use. Ah, so you can't get me fucking copyright, but yeah, on my DAW, I, uh, or digital audio workstation, I get lost in, in, in so many fucking, like the sound, the details, and it sucks anyways. And, uh, because I don't, I'm not a pro. Like I'm not. I don't have enough time to just spend as much time a music producer does on this shit. I just have enough time to spend, you know, to create my shit. And and what I really enjoy is just pick up the bass. I have some lyrics. I just come. I come up with a song. Then I get on the keyboard, the MIDI controller, and try to um, try to arrange and orchestrate. And that's where like really gets my OCD fucked up. Um, yeah, so even to the point that I'm just like sleeping at night and I'm just like uh, thinking about like what to do and what not to do. And that's why I've only been releasing three episodes because I've been thinking about episodes and I've been thinking about a lot of projects instead of actually doing them. Um, so anyway, enough. I got I got, I got my OCD got to a point where all of this shit got to a point where I was just like, is it over? I got vaccinated and it was just like over and today I had nothing to do. So I was just like... So it's fucking over. So I just head out. I head out to this beautiful place, like I said. Um, and uh, and I just sat there and meditated for hours. I'm going to do more. Uh, I think so far I've been waiting for uh, around four hours straight. So for four hours, I've been meditating. Um on my way here also i was listening to sam harris's like kind of these lectures he has for silent retreat this is like my cheap version of silent retreat but it's more like a dopamine detox you know like like not to have instagram around not to have any of those around on my phone i only have access to the meditation app and the and the voice recorder i am really enjoying it like it's unbelievable no notification no sound like do you hear this? All right, you know what? At the end of the episode, no, right here, I'm going to edit it. Right here, I'm going to put a sound of, uh, let's do the Rick Glassman snap. Right now, you're going to hear the sound of where I usually live. Here we go. Yeah, and this is the sound of uh, the street I live in. Okay, did you see? Now listen to this. I went from that to this.
Nothing. Just the birds. Just the fucking birds. So it's absurd to me. Like, I mean, I know it's crazy that nature and the, where, where we should have been is so absurd to me. But it's, it's absurd. that, And I instantly feel like I don't give a fuck about this podcast or, or any of it or, or, or my YouTube or, or my career or my legacy and nothing. It, it's just like the cloud went away. It's just like the narrative went away. It's like I, I, I washed away the COVID madness of, of the mental COVID madness. By just being here and not doing anything, basically. Just being bored and not fucking paying attention to it. Just like go around and sat there and just did like 40 minutes in meditations, a little bit of break again, 40 minutes and shit like that. Top of a beautiful fucking hill overlooking everything. Like I can see all the hills, all the... As far as the eye can go, so you can truly see how the earth is flat. Um, but um, I'm joking, by the way. I'm not a flat earther. But um, yeah, so it, it reset me. And uh, But then I'm going to put this message kind of to myself. that let, let this be a reminder to all of us that like the conclusion of this episode, I guess. A, people have mental health issues be a bit more considerate of them i'm not saying you have to be there for them but if you're a friend and you've already decided to be there for them uh diminishing their what they're telling you they're feeling and 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 not validating it doesn't help you're not a therapist all you need to do is moral support when people are going through this thing they know best how they can do it um second thing is that it's over, man. It's over. And I know the lingering effects can must be inside all of our brains. Especially if you're still tied to social media and, and scrolling and... How was the word? Doom scrolling? Don't. Get out here. Meditate. For a day. No songs. No nothing. Out there in the woods. See what happens. I swear to fucking God it's a good reset. Three, everybody should start meditating every day, 10, 20 minutes. 20, the, the TM people say you got to do 20 in the morning, 20 at night. I tried it, it's too much. So I'd go with the Sam Harris method, 10 to 20 per day. It's the least you do. And I can't, like, it's good for everybody. If you have a brain, it's good for you. A mind, rather. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's over. I can't believe it's over. It's been a year of fucking being inside an apartment and then everything being weird and all that. Everybody being weird and... Uh... But I never felt like it's over like now. Like this very moment. Like I've been... I've actually been to a... After I got vaccinated, I went to kind of like a party, so... That was one moment where I felt like it's over, but but I was I felt like still I'm in the ooh I'm in the noise like it was just some noise ever since to 2019 till now it was just noise noise now Trump now blah now blah now my own country politics now this country's politics and then the little COVID blah, now vaccine maybe vaccine maybe not vaccine new strain new one now wear a mask don't wear a mask now the papers now blah, 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 studying ah I'm studying economy so imagine all my curriculum what is it like. <laughs> Just fucking misery, like like you know. Wow, what about this crisis? What about the COVID crisis? How do we do that? financial crisis? And and my friends the same. Ah, everybody. Ah, well, fuck you, fuck you. Everybody's aggressive. Everybody's crazy. Everybody suddenly come up with the reasons why they don't like each other. Um, <laughs> and it's over. In this moment, listen, listen. Can you hear it being over? Yeah. And and it is. It's unbelievable at it as it is. We're done with this shit. I did an hour. I think I should wrap it up now. Um thanks for listening if you actually listen to the whole thing. Um I was I'm gonna do another one a bit more prepared about OCD and BPD and stuff. Maybe I don't. Because this was supposed to be my rambling fun 
uh maybe i'll do a youtube video about it i don't know why this this was just like honest messages coming from the depth of my heart because because i went through some crazy shit man Absolute loneliness for a year more and all these mental health problems but i'm so happy I, I, it happened to be honest um i needed it i'm not sure if, if covid ever happened would i would i ever have found this stuff out would i would i have gone on about my life of being a mediocre anxious person forever and never know what the fuck's the problem with me I'd be like Elon Musk, I'd be like, want to go to Mars, got to go to Mars, and then he can sleep every, uh, you know, any night, like, like that's what, what her ex-wife was saying, who's she, Talula Riley, the, the hot girl from Westworld, she's so hot, she's so fucking hot, like, why Grimes, oh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> she kind of resembles Grimes in a little bit, but she's like, she's she's way better than Grimes, you know, like, she's like, Grimes is Tallulah Riley made in made in Fox Gun with one dollar labor. Um no, so let me let me wrap this up. Um yeah, it would be like him. He's just like anxious, go go to Mars, go to Mars, like you're at top of the world or Trump or whoever. Could have achieved a lot, but um but to what price? Fucking cares. And besides, I've I've also made my peace with about the legacy and achievement and success. And how much of it is just luck? How much of it is just being in the right place at the right time? Most good things that have happened in my life has been like that. Um, I mean, of course, you have to have the competencies to to prove it and make up, you know. But uh, but besides competency and and skill, it's always. Being there, I feel like everybody has 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 a purpose if they know where to be and what to do. Um. So, um, yeah, just I'm, I'm so I'm starting to detach myself from the idea that this podcast or that I need to work for anything that I need to that that like I can't even release something like this. Just an hour of just me talking. I would I would always go like edited. You've seen what I did. Listen, look at the first episode. The the Avin Sur backstory one. How did you have to make up a backstory and then the, the spaceship comes and all the sound effects? Could you just do the jokes? Um, I don't know. That was fun. I can do more more of stuff like that. But sometimes it gets really frustrating, and uh, I just decided to not to. Life has so many other aspects for me to be fixated on one and. So that's what's up with this podcast and with the channel. It's just there. For me to, whenever I feel like creating on my own terms, I might upload them there. Maybe, maybe not what the OCD community says, but um, I'm done with certainty. I'm done with certain words like ambition, certainty, and legacy. I'm cutting them out of my life because I want to be in this state of mind always. This, this natural state of mind. Love you all. Thanks for listening. I wish you all really peace of mind. I know that must have been tough for a lot of us. Mental health wise. And um, I just want to declare victory that it's over. For some of us. You know, here's a fucking problem. A lot of the countries don't even have fucking access to proper vaccines and stuff. Um, anyways. Thanks for listening and uh, peace.